You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Welcome to the Bride Chilla Podcast, live from a student hostel in Scotland with my husband, Richard. Oh, hi. <laughs> I can't do northern accents. Me neither. That was good enough for me. I'm, I'm going to leave it there, yeah. I think that's wise. Don't want to offend the Scots. I'm just going to go back and finish eating my haggis. <laughs> Are you wearing one of those novelty yep. Scottish... No, I've got a tartan kilt on and a misborn. Okay, that's enough. Look, we are, we've just spent the weekend in Edinburgh, uh, in Scotland. And this, my friends, is a classic episode episode of Bride Chiller because we haven't been in our home environment. True. Do you know which um, number it is? Yeah, so this is episode 303. We're going way back to episode 154 and 155. I'm doing a combo. Good. The theme of the episode is your best wedding hacks. And actually, it ties in very well. There have been a lot of conversations in the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook group. If you haven't joined it, what are you doing with your life? Come on. Join it. And I uh, make sure you answer the questions because I get to uh, – <laughs> I read the answers. Here's the thing. You've got to answer three questions. And this is this is to make sure that you qualify and you're not a spam robot cop. Robot cop? You almost said something else then. <laughs> a spam robot. Um, and also we just like to let people in that know what Bride Chiller is and not just come in going, hi, buy my stuff. Funnily enough, I have actually kept a list of some of the funnier answers. Okay, well, let's just explain while we're here. So one of the questions, uh, what are the questions, question the man? The first one is, are you getting married or are you a vendor? Duh. Simple question. The second one is, are you LGBTQ plus friendly? Yep. Respect our rules. Don't yep. be a dick. Yep. Yep, easy. And the third one is, what does Alicia say? <laughs> At the end of each episode. Now, this is fine because some people find Bride Chiller and have never heard the show. And so it's not a test as in you must know. But it's good if people have listened to the podcast because then they can appreciate it because the Bride Chiller community is basically a, an accompaniment to this here show. Yeah. And in in the question, it does give a link to, you know, you can listen here. Yeah. we're not. It's link. not like a you know, mastermind. It's, it's pretty it's quick. It's really not mastermind. And as everyone knows, the correct answer is... Happy days. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is happy Every days. Every single freaking episode of this podcast ends with me saying happy, happy days. days. So the question's pretty easy. Now, I've, I've just kept a selection <laughs> of some of the more amusing ones. Yes. So here's one. So what does Alicia say at the end of each episode? Good days and fuck chair covers. <laughs> I mean, it's... I like it. It's close. Good day and fuck, fuck chair, chair covers. I think they've covered a lot of bases. Yeah. Yep. Here's they another, get points. They get points. They got in. Here's another one of my favourites. What does Alicia say at the end of each episode? May the force be with you. <laughs> Again, I love Star Wars. Not something I think I've ever said at the end of the show, but also we let them in, didn't we? I think I did, yeah. yeah. He's pretty rough. Yeah. He's pretty I've, tough. <laughs> I've got some more. Please, let's go. <laughs> what does he say at the end of each episode? I don't know, something about a books. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> uh, look, we, when, so Rich, here's the deal. We will get to the episode. Welcome, if you're new to the show. This is who we are. Rich is my husband, by the way, if I haven't already said that. We run this here business together. We make the books together. We're very passionate about the books, The Bride Chiller Survival Guide and Bride Chiller Field Guide and soon to be Made Chiller Manual. 
And uh, it's important for us to share those books because we are the manufacturers, the designers, the fucking marketers, everything. It's our lives. So, yeah, I do plug the books because <laughs> no one else is going to do it. That's very funny. What does Alicia say at the end of each episode? Yep. I don't remember. I haven't seen that show in years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. You don't, it's no you show. Don't, you don't see the show. Oh, bless. Um, another one. Still going. I, I, I love that you recorded these. Only the more amusing ones. Uh, what does Alicia say at the end of each episode? Seriously, why is this a requirement? Oh, that's a bit bitchy. A bit bitchy. Um, okay. But I let him in. Fine. Yeah. So, Rich is the keeper of the gate. So, if you are new to the podcast and you haven't joined the community, I would answer those questions or you might be named yeah. and shamed. Uh, not physically named, but you might be shamed at the beginning of new episodes. I've got three more. Oh, come on then. Yeah. Uh, what does Alicia say? The yep. Of, yep. Helping you be a wedding planning Wonder Woman. I feel like that's one of, one of the Cara Lee... I've never said that, but one of the, they might have heard yes. one of the Cara Lee voiceovers. Yep. Yep. My voiceover lady. There are a few that, like, the link doesn't work. I can't click on the podcast. That's not true. The link does work. I've tested it. <laughs> um, here's another one. Come on. Happy days. But sometimes before that, it's it's time to chuff off. <laughs> yeah, great. Now, chuff off is a very Australian saying. And I did say it at work the other day. And people are like, what are you doing? Chuff off just means leave. I'm going to chuff. Sometimes it means smoking cones or bongs, but Does that's it? not what it... Yeah, it's... Oh, bringing drug paraphernalia <laughs> into a wedding podcast. <laughs> that's not what I mean when I say chuff off. But I know uh, in bogan times, back, and that's another Australian word, back in high school, people are going, you fucking going to go smoke some chuff? Um, I, that wasn't to me. That was just in general conversation. I don't do drugs. But if you do, that's fine. Just pot. Okay. Should um, we go to the final one? Yep. Like the show and want to leave us a voicemail? Visit significantother.com oh, to get in touch. Oh, they're listening to our other podcast. I've got the wrong podcast. That's fine. Did you let them in? I think I let them in, yeah. So quick, we will get to the episode now, but quick thing that Rich and I did an eight-part podcast uh, a year ago called Significant Other. If you like listening to this man and I, maybe you don't, you like fast-forward this shit yeah, and get to the episode, sensible. Um, then that was one you could listen to. However, this time uh, is the Bride Chiller podcast. Correct. This episode is all about wedding hacks. It's about finding things to make sure you are using your time in the best way. And I, uh, listening back to these episodes, I'm actually combining two episodes, which was when uh, 154 and 155, and it was when I asked the Bridechiller community the early days, not was before Facebook actually. I got these <laughs> Facebook from Instagram. Existed. It was before, <laughs> in the olden days, before the group. On the landline. Dial up the internet. I ask people to share, and there are some really good suggestions and well worth a re-listen or a new listen if you are new to the show. True. So uh, I ask you to enjoy the show. Let's get to it. Yes, thank you so much for participating. And also a big love and hugs to everyone who has left reviews for the books. We were reading them out at dinner last night to our beautiful friend Julia, who we've been visiting while we've been in Edinburgh. She's from Australia. She's just here. She's on a trip. She's from Australia. Long story. Um, but we were sharing some of your reviews and it was really nice and I felt pretty special. So thank you to everyone who has purchased something from the Bride Chiller store 
where you find our goods and leave a review. We read every one of them. And also, someone did say this week, is it true that you do high-five every time yeah, we you do. get a sale? Yeah, we high-five and shake hands. Yeah, every time our phone bings and says, someone has purchased one of your items, we high-five and it's a lovely moment. And I said to Rich, gee, it'd be nice if we high-five so much it became annoying, which would never happen. It would never be annoying. It, it might. All right, don't curse it. <laughs> Please support our sponsors. You'll hear in the middle of the show. There's some good deals this week from Zola and uh, Care of Our Vitamin Friends. And I've been taking my vitamins every day and I feel stronger and sexier. That's not one of their claims. (laughs) Not guaranteed. Do not uh, consult your lawyer. We love you all. And uh, next week's episode is a Q&A episode. So if you have a question you would like to ask me, us the general community please leave me a voice message by visiting thebridechiller.com or you can send me a dm on the facebook i'll probably find it i'm sure you will <laughs> that's that's how it works <laughs> on to the episode A couple of weeks ago, I asked you lovely people on my Instagram account for all of you to share your knowledge when it comes to creating your easiest, most laid back wedding. And I asked it in the form of saying, how many people have been using wedding hacks, shortcuts, tips that they can share to other bride chillers and me, by the way, I really learned so much. And uh, it was amazing. The page, the post went off. My head exploded because there were so many different things that I had not thought about in different um, directions that you have taken these sort of amazing shortcuts. And also, you were helping each other. It was so nice to see so many people writing back going, well, that's a good idea. I haven't thought of doing that. Oh, thank you. Or where do you find this? What's the website? I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast Bride Chiller community is, and Groom Chiller, I always forget you guys, so sorry, is amazing. You guys just get amongst it, you talk, you chat, you just get stuff done. If I'm not around to answer a question, it's hilarious. People just pop on and answer it for me. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. If you aren't following me on the various social medias, look, I get it. I, I'm going to share this with you. Social media, last week. I listen to all these podcasts, I subscribe to everything, I try and read as much as I can to keep up with what's going on, how to find new listeners, blah, 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 blah. And every week, someone else is touting a new social media platform, and it freaks me the hell out, because I just get used to one, and then someone else is saying, yeah, but all the cool kids are over somewhere else. And you're like, listen, I already have so many hours in the day, and also, when you think about it, life's short. Life is too short to have 28 different social media profiles and update it. Some people have time to do that. I prefer to see my husband put time and effort into creating a great show for you and eating nice things. That's really the, that's really the list of my priorities and also exercising. We're going to get to that later. So I heard the other day someone going, if you, if you're running a business and especially a communications business, you've got to be on Snapchat and I have no no problem with Snapchat. I'm not saying I will never join Snapchat, but it feels like something 17-year-olds do and the Kardashians. So I don't know if there's a place for me there. I really like Periscope, but I don't know if people need to see me live streaming the minutiae of my life. I just don't know. People haven't really caught on to that with uh, what I'm doing, and I think, maybe I just don't do it. So 
Anyway, I really like Instagram. I still love Twitter and I'm a big Facebook person. They're my three. So I would say if you are interested in following me on one of these platforms, you will definitely get value out of it because I post different things um, on each of those social networks. But look, maybe I should be joining Snapchat. If you feel strongly about it, let me know. But again, do I have enough to say? Do people really need to see me cooking dinner? Probably not. Rich and I have a bit of a joke, um, a bit of a saying. A few months ago, we went to a beautiful exhibition in London about uh, the planets. It was planet photography uh, created by a man who has sort of got the, the photos from NASA and has created these sort of amazing exhibitions. And you go to this thing and you look at the photos of the planets and of space and it just blew my mind. You just forget that we are not, I'm not getting woo-woo on you, just pre-warning, I'm not getting woo-woo, but I just want to put things into perspective. I want to put Snapchat in perspective, Alicia style. I went to this exhibition and I looked at all these sort of amazing photographs and thought about us here on this planet and then zoomed out and went, oh Jesus, we're really nothing compared to what is out there. And I (laughs) realized how little I had absorbed or more in-depth sort of ideas I had absorbed about space and our galaxy and the formation of it all and the science behind it. And I'm a really visual learner. I would say I am mildly dyslexic. I'm not great with the technical stuff, but if I can see an image of something, if I can learn about it in a video, I learn a lot quicker. And at this exhibition, there was a kid's book about space. Well, maybe not like a child's book, a teenager's book, which was one of those sort of colorful encyclopedias. And I purchased that thing. And every night, (laughs) this is a weird window into my world. Every night I read a couple of pages of this book and it's a big book. I hold it up in bed and Rich thinks it's sort of hilarious, but I have learned so much. And sometimes when I am at work and I am reading, I'm a casting producer. So I do, I find a lot of weird, quirky characters for a, a documentary series we're working on at the moment. And I see people sort of just bullshitting through their lives. I think about my space book and I think about the hugeness of the galaxy and the universe. And I think about Snapchat and all this stuff and go, oh, fuck, who cares? Really? Who cares? We don't care. There you go. That's my philosophy. That's my life hack. Buy a space book and learn about how little we really are. Uh, you know, we're just not delicate snowflakes. We're just people on a really tiny planet in a huge galaxy so fuck snapchat put that on a t-shirt right anyway that's enough of my philosophical deep and meaningful times we're here to talk about wedding hacks she says after saying we are only a tiny speck in the universe oh my god i haven't been drinking i'm recording this on a sunday afternoon so i am compass mentis i'm preparing for the next week i'm excited right let's get to the wedding hacks let's get through because honestly some of your suggestions as i said have really blown my mind i'm going to smash through as many as i can to share with you because these are great and you know the best thing about hacks they're always like buzzfeed are always saying here's 20 things to do this and here blah, blah, blah. when i read these the whole idea is to make your life easier And I really think that's basically, if you had to sum up this whole podcast, it's saying, chill out, things can be done quickly, don't get too involved, think about the galaxy. All right, Sassy Marie 904 we're going to have some weird usernames here. I don't know everyone's real names, I'm just going with it. She says, our best wedding shortcut was making a master guest spreadsheet on Google Docs. Now, if you've heard me talk about Google Docs before. I'm a big fan. And there are a couple of different options I'm going to share with you. But Sassy Marie says, 
Uh, it sounds obvious, but people are always amazed by this. I know, I agree with you. If it's in Google Docs, when someone wants to throw a shower or a party for my wedding, all you have to do is make a copy of the sheet and trim it down to the guests that you want. Correct. Then you share it with the person who needs it. Also, it's a working document. If someone moves, you don't have to contact the owner of the document to change it. No, if you share access to the document, you can go in and change it yourself. So what she's saying is that it's not like like a Word document where you have to save it and you upload it and if someone changes it, you can't see they're changing uh, the changes. In Google Docs, it means I could be in the document and you could be in the document and we can see each other's changes live, which is great because if someone, she says, moves the document or changes things around, you know who did it. You can see their changes. I'd like to note before I continue, you don't have to give everyone access to this thing, but the beautiful thing is if you've got a wedding planner or if your partner wants to get involved or your maid of honor or your mother-in-law, I'd reconsider that maybe, but it's great because everyone can jump in and see the documents. You don't have to email everyone every time you change it. They can just get in and see it. Uh, Sassy Marie says, we have also set up uh, that when people we receive a gift from people, we put it next to the person's name. Next to that is a cell, which she means like the little box, that is filled in with the date the thank you note was sent and the sender's initials. It will be a lifesaver and it's absolutely free. I agree. If you have this system set in place now, it's all in one document. Whether you're using Google Docs or you are using, I'm going to give you another suggestion in a minute, but I'm a big fan of Google Docs. It's free. You can get in there, put all your information in one document and there are literally thousands of free Google Doc templates available. Just Google them. No shit, she says. But people have set up their own and shared shared the templates for free. Then you can just cross things off. And also, Google Docs has a really good integration system with lots of other programs. One that I'm using at the moment is called Trello.com, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's basically an online collaboration tool. So I suppose it's the next step up from the Google Docs. And Jess, my lovely VA, introduced me to Trello and we have been really working well with it. It's so simple. It's free. I've been doing some Googling and there are lots of people that use Trello for wedding planning. And basically, it allows you to create boards like you would on Pinterest You can create checklists, to-do lists. You can also basically integrate all of your Google Docs stuff into this format. And it's really good if you are working with a wedding planner or if you just want your partner, whether they are into it or not, uh, to have an actual checklist that you can share in the same way that it's live. You can go on and um, just put all of your brain dump on as a checklist and cross things off and leave each other's notes within the checklist. You can add links, you can add images, you can add video. It's crazy. And we've been using this thing for a week and I'm really really happy with it. As I said, it's free. There is apps. Uh, there's an app that you can download to your Android or iPhone and it's really simple. So I would say thank you so much, Sassy Marie. Google Docs and Trello, that's my new favorite thing and uh, it makes things a lot easier, let me just say, which is really the whole uh, gist of this episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Sassy Marie, for sharing that information. I just sounded a little bit like a newsreader then. Thank you for sharing that information. That's always my professional voice. I never speak like that. I think that uh, it's funny working in TV for all those years. You get to know the newsreaders off air. And they would always speak like this on air. And of course, don't speak like that in real life. But it was always weird watching them shift gears into speaking like this very professionally. You need to put emphasis 
uncertain words. And then you're in the makeup chair and they're just talking normally and you look and go, that's a skill. That is a really big skill. Moving on with my next hack. We had so many wonderful people just uh, really talking about the benefits of hiring stuff. I'm such a big fan of the shared economy and the fact that you do not need to be purchasing everything, especially if you're not going to use said item again. Now, there are a couple of great companies that I have been doing some Googling about. Rentavist is one of them, rentavist.com. They are a company in a similar way to, um, well, I'd say in a similar way to sort of Etsy and uh, Airbnb. It's the idea that you can rent people's nice decor stuff. They would probably sell this in a different way, but that's how I've read it. It's like kitsch, gorgeous things. If um, you're looking for a certain item that you don't want to buy, people list their items, and if it's in your local area, you can go and collect it. I thought that was great, rentavist.com. Also, Rent the Runway. I had so many people saying that they're going to be using Rent the Runway. I want to share a couple of these ideas with you because I know it feels risky renting things uh, if you don't get to try them which is why we have some excellent solutions uh, created by you, wonderful bride chillers, to get around that. Janelle, Janelle 05, uh, she said to me, I've done a few little wedding hacks that have really added up. That's what it's all about. First of all, I ordered my white dresses for my bridal shower, bachelorette party and rehearsal dinner off Rent the Runway. I did it all in one order and I got 20% off uh, since it was my first. There you go. You know, if you've heard this show before, I'm a big fan of the coupon code. I never buy anything without doing a bit of a search. Now, I'm not I'm not one of these crazy coupon cutting, coupon shopping people out. I always use cashback. Um, and if you are in the States, I would say definitely to register for Ebates. And in, in the UK, I use Top Cashback. I've got both of those accounts. And whenever I buy anything, I buy through those websites. If you would like to be registering for those, visit today's show notes page and you can, I'll put all the links for these wonderful sites up. But they are a great place to not only get cash back, but also if there are current voucher codes in a similar way to what Janelle 05 is saying, that you can use those, especially if you're a new customer. They often offer great deals. So she's saying she also shopped during their Leap Day special and got two of the three dresses for only $29. Shit. That's a really good deal. And also, I like what she's doing. She's saying, we're trying them on for the bachelorette party and rehearsal dinner so people can get a bit of a vibe. And uh, that's great. She also says, for our reception, we're renting most of our decorations from a local vendor for so cheap. She yells, can't wait, only 10 weeks today. Just smash it. 10 weeks. That's going to fly. You're going to have a really good time. Someone else also, Aozel, Aozel. Aozel. So this is like Alicia's stupid pronunciation of your Instagram account names. It's never going to work. We need to just move on. Aozel. <laughs> she says, who cares? She says, I am having my bridesmaids rent their dresses from Rent the Runway. We found a super fun and sparkly Badgley Mishka. Badgley? Badgley Mishka. Can't say it. Dress for only 35 bucks. Talk about a deal. I wasn't going to ask my best friends to spend $200 plus on a dress that they may never wear again. The idea of that is insane to me. And just to be sure the fit is good, I rented a few for our bachelorette party weekend for a quick fitting and accessory check. Yes, they send you, oh, I didn't know this, they send you two sizes with each dress. So I only ordered two and we'll be getting four different sizes delivered. You're a genius. 
That's so clever. And it's nice to have a little try-on session. Then you send them back and then you get the same dresses later on. There it is. I also just want to mention, Rent the Runway is fantastic. One of my show partners uh, is menguin.com. You might have heard me doing some sponsorships. This is for my US listeners only at the moment. I'm sorry. Also, Rent the Runway is only in the US, but there are various uh, other amazing dress rental websites for Australia, the UK, and Canada. I think Rent the Runway does Canada. So do check them out. But menguin.com are a fabulous company who are partnered with me. So they're not paying me to say this. I'm just mentioning this, but they are a sponsor of the show. They do men's suits, and these are classy suits. As I always say, I don't have anyone associated with my show uh, on a monetary sense if I don't dig what they do. And what I think is marvelous about this is so many guys out there I know don't really wear suits in their everyday life. They wear them to weddings and funerals, and I hope we don't have to go to many funerals. So the thing about Menguin is that you can hire a really schmick, sexy suit, and uh, they, in a similar way to Rent the Runway, they will find the right size for you. They've got very clever algorithms. Algorithms. It's a new thing, my algorithms. They will check it all out for you, send you color swatches, and then they will put it in the most sexy box, send it to you, 10 days before the wedding. So if anything is not right, you can fix it. They express post it. They get it all couriered to you and send it back. I think this is great. Renting things really works, my people. And especially if you aren't wearing a suit or you don't like lovely Azel said, Azel, there we go again. She doesn't want her bridesmaids to have to purchase a dress. She doesn't really want to have to make them buy something that they're probably never going to wear again. And why not? Rent something that's dead sexy, that's super designer, that you probably wouldn't, and I don't want to say couldn't afford, like, oh, you probably couldn't afford it, but you wouldn't want to be buying a Badgley Mishka dress that's worth 900 bucks or whatever for your bridesmaids. But if you can rent it for 40, oh my God, you'd be crazy not to. There it is. I think that's a wonderful suggestion. Get involved if you want to support menguin.com. When you uh, go and have a look, check it out. Let them know that you heard from me because that's actually a really good way to uh, share the love back at me because then they might come back and sponsor the show again. I hope they do because they're really good and I'm really enjoying working with them. Little break, more hacks after this. Oh, holy dooly, we've hardly gotten through any of your amazing suggestions. Honestly, I have like, I have hundreds here. I could do 50 shows. I always say this to you and you're like, oh, Alicia, I'm so sick of you boasting about how much information you've got from giving away for free. I don't think anyone thinks like that. So many suggestions about flowers. What I love is that people are really taking up some of the advice and opinions I've been spurting for the past year about just relaxing on the flowers. I think flowers are beautiful, but they're also a massive expense. And uh, if you don't have necessarily the means to purchase a Kanye West, Kim Kardashian style flower wall, which is ridiculous, by the way, if you don't have the means to do that, there are ways to get around it. Like lovely listener, Milesis, she wrote to me and she said uh, on the Instagram, she says, little money saver, I have seven bridesmaids, so we're using their bouquets as the floral arrangements for the tables. That is such a clever, simple way to say, hey, if you've got seven tables, seven bridesmaids, good luck, you can then simply transfer them to a a pre-existing vase that's all set up. There's your centerpiece. Genius. So clever. Kendi, 
2222. She says, Alicia, ever since binge listening, my thoughts have been in Australian accent. I love that you're saying that. Australian accents can be really annoying, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it. She says, I love you. Thank you. Okay, here's my hack. Chill the heck out on flowers. They're lovely, but for only one day, I say buy a few for tables and no bridesmaids bouquets. I'm doing going to do lanterns instead. It's an evening winter wedding, so the more candles, the merrier. Plus, we aren't lantern freaks or anything, but we do enjoy a good lantern. <laughs> I love that she's just had to go, special note, we aren't freaks, but we just enjoy them. Jesus, I love, this is why I love you guys, because you're hilarious and um, just very funny. Very, very funny. I mentioned before the break, I'm a big fan of top cashback and uh, ebates cashback websites are something i've spoken a lot about and for some reason when i talk to people at work i was talking about this the other day and they're like but is it a scam and i just can't express to you how little it is a scam it's basically here's how they work they are a massive affiliate company. So what they do is they do deals with lots of other bigger companies. And the bigger companies say, if you if you help bring people to our website, we'll give you a cut. In the similar way, when I ask about Amazon and I say, could you please click on my Amazon link? What it is saying is to me, thank you, Alicia, for bringing a customer to me. Uh, to me is in Amazon. This is Amazon. One person are saying this. Uh, we'll give you 5% of whatever that customer spends as a thank you. So what the cashback websites do is they do deals with all of these huge companies. And if we're talking about Ebates, if you go on that website, you will see literally thousands of companies. And I would say 80% of the websites that you would be visiting on a regular basis will be represented here on the website. So what you're doing is saying, if you click on the links via these cashback websites, they have negotiated a rate that they're getting back. So they might say from Macy's, they get 10% of the affiliate link click back to them. Just bear with me. This is going to make sense. And then what Ebates says is, well, Alicia, thank you for clicking. I'm going to give you 6% back on your purchases. So I'm under no, uh, I'm under no sort of dodgy impressions that they're not making money off me clicking through them. But they're also passing it back to me. So the way I do it, whenever I'm buying anything, and we use this for our wedding, is that if we could get 5% back, you might be going, that's not very much. But if you put all major purchases for your wedding through one of these cashback websites, then if you could say you're spending $10,000, this is extreme, but it's true. You can do flowers, you can do accessories, you can even do wedding gowns, booze. It's insane that if you're getting 5% of all the $10,000 back, now you know I'm not great with with you know budgeting and money and calculations, but even my pea brain says that's 500 bucks back in your pocket. And I don't know why you wouldn't be doing that. That's just my personal opinion. Again, if you want to know more about this, I'll put all this information in the show notes, savethedatepodcast.com, and this is episode 154. So you just click on the little link and go to those show notes and uh, you'll see my links there. And if you sign up, via my links, they thank me too. And you can then share it with your friends and they'll thank you. It's really easy. It's really simple. I think you should definitely log on and do it now. Again, there's nothing I don't buy really without having a crack at getting money back. So I was delighted as uh, saying that I was really delighted reading from Jersey 
she's a regular Instagram commenter and follower. Hello. I really, oh gosh, I love your, your gorgeousness on the Instagrams. She says she uh, has put all wedding accessories and decor in one place. Good. All my decor is in clear bins and all of my bridal accessories are in red storage boxes in a closet so I will not lose or forget anything. This is a good point. You don't want to have a runaround prior to the day. She says, for shoes, accessories, and dresses, discount sites and stores are the best. See why I'm, I'm integrating this with my cashback spiel? She's, she's on the same planet as me with this sort of stuff. She says, uh, I've got my ceremony heels from My Habit, sparkly reception toms from Zuli, also sales in general. Got my earrings more than half off at Macy's Black Friday sale. Postcards, save the dates, and response cards... They all come pre-made with return address and less envelopes to stuff means more, less hassle and less waste. I love your thinking from Jersey. I love that you are ahead of the game and you're also watching the sales. If you know you're getting married in October, you know that there are probably two or three major holidays, major big sale holidays before that. So again, it's a matter of watching when things are going to come up and really jumping on them. I've had so many great experiences where I've been watching. There's a leather jacket that I'm actually stalking at the moment. And I know that there is, um, it's really good because it's the end of winter where I am in London. And I know that leather jacket. It's a J. Crew leather jacket. And I know, I bet your bottom dollar that it is going to go on sale in the next couple of weeks. We've got in May in, in England, we have a long weekend. It's a spring long weekend. And I think that is a prime time for all the dregs of the winter clothes and merchandise will be coming on sale. So I know that that leather jacket will soon be mine. It'll be mine, but I'm going to get it at a discount. I don't want you to think I'm the world's biggest tight ass, but I know if I can get some sort of value and I can get some sort of discount somewhere else, I can buy more stuff or use my money in a better way elsewhere. That's just my ethos. There it is. As I said at the top of this show, I'm going to be doing another episode on Thursday. I know it's breaking the rules. I know Q&A Thursday is Thursday, but I really want to be able to share more of these hacks. I sort of feel like it is a Q&A in a way, in a way. It's a loosely Q&A, but you know, it's my show. I can break the rules and I like mixing it up a little bit. We don't want to get too comfortable. One of the hacks that I want to share with you is something I've realized recently if you are aware that I, if you were, if you were aware, I like exercise. I really do. But I am not a big gym person. I've really tried over the years to get into gyms, but they make me fucking sad. I went to one in Sydney. My lovely friend Babes, who you would have heard on the show a couple of uh, months ago, while we were staying with her, she said, you should go to the Virgin Gym, as in Richard Branson's Virgin Gyms. And she calls it the Space Gym because it really is space like it was amazing and I could see why it was just down the road from the house and I could see why her and her partner Mikey her husband Mikey like to go to that gym because it is literally like walking onto to Mars and going to the gym it was delicious I had a really good time but I don't have one of those gyms near me nor do I have the disposable income to put into gyms but I do love doing an at-home workout and again, I just want to say I have no affiliation with what I'm about to talk about, but I like it and I like to share good things with you. 
I'm a big fan of Shilling Johnson and all the Beachbody workout DVDs. Over the years, I've purchased heaps of their products and they've just launched this thing called Beachbody On Demand and it popped up in my inbox and it's a 30-day trial and I thought I will give that a crack. Now what they are doing is putting all of their workouts on the interwebs so you can just log on using your, um, I've just downloaded an app on my phone and I can connect it to my Apple TV and I can put any sort of workout that they have on my screen. So what works with me with exercise, and I'm going to do some more episodes in a couple uh, well, a couple of months. We've got some exercise-based things. I really am a big advocate of looking and feeling your best on your wedding day. And that does not mean you drop a ton of weight and you don't look like you. I am a really big advocate of exercise for my mental health. And also, as I'm getting older, I feel like I'm aging less terribly because I look after myself. That's what I believe in. I'm not about getting thin and losing weight because some dressmaker said, how thin are you going to be on your wedding day? Because I think that's really fucked up and completely not what I'm about. And I don't want to be spreading any of those vibes. But I am all up for finding ways to exercise and finding forms of exercise that work for you. Because I think a lot of the time people don't find a form of exercise that makes them happy or they enjoy it and they dread it and therefore they don't do it. And what I was excited about and why I wanted to share this with you is that I sat this morning with my iPhone and it was connected to my TV, very futuristic, and I went through, there were, I reckon, hundreds of these workouts and I picked a brand new workout I'd never done before because that's the thing, I had owned a lot of workouts and got a bit bored with them and just did a 30-minute workout in my lounge room. That really works for me. And the hack is the fact that I know that... I've got my TV, I've got a sort of, I'm looking at it now, it's like a two meter by one meter square that I know I can do any of the workouts that I download or I stream off this service, I know I can do it. I've got a couple of sets of hand weights, I literally bought them from the cheapest place, it's called Argos, if you're listening in the UK you'll go, yeah, it's cheap. These weights, right, in Australia when we moved, before we moved, I had an amazing set, a big set of dumbbells that were neoprene covered. They were very sexy, but I had nowhere to store them and I sold them on eBay and it really, I was sad seeing them go. But here I have bought these cheap set of weights and I shit you not, they are plastic and inside is sand. (laughs) They even sort of shake when I'm lifting them. But they're cheap. They cost me like 10, 10 pounds, like $20, 20 US dollars. And they do exactly what they need to do. They're heavy. I work, put them away. I don't care if I drop them. It doesn't matter. But I know that I'm going to get up and I'm going to do those workouts. I'm going to have a good time. There's variety and uh, I get it done. So I'm not saying start some sort of strict, crazy regime. I'm just saying find a workout or some sort of activity that suits you and also, it's great for stress relief. It's just, I couldn't I couldn't express to you more how much I enjoy the feeling after I've done a workout. And particularly, I will say it again, it's Beachbody On Demand. I think their workouts are really fun. They've got dance programs. They've got bloody weights, heavy, crazy, like P90X. I've done all that, gotten ripped. They've got a great program that Shalene does called Pio. It's like a mixture of Pilates and yoga, but it's hard and it makes you feel good, but it clears your brain. Look, I could talk about this stuff all day, but I think my biggest hack for you is finding a form of exercise or finding some sort of activity that makes you feel good. And 
if you do this it's a 30 day free trial i don't have a i'm sorry i don't have any sort of extra curricular vouchers or anything but i'm sure if you google you'll be able to find someone that can give you a good deal but i think once the payment kicks in i'm going to be paying three pounds six bucks a week for this thing and i i'm only a week into my free trial and i think they'll take my money i'm quite happy to give them my money because it's fun uh francis jolly she says every decision was contemplated with the idea of quote will it make it more fun will it make it more fun that is such a simple phrase that I think a lot of us forget to repeat to ourselves because the idea of a wedding is to bring your loved ones together and have a nice time, have a fun time. She says, what kind slash color of chair cover? No, no added fun. So no chair covers. Good. Cause you know what I say? Fuck chair covers. Photo booth? Question mark. Lots of fun. So yes, centerpieces could be fun. Let's make it happen. Oh, I love your suggestion. See, that's great. Every time you make a wedding decision this week, month, year, whenever you're listening to this, I want you to ask yourself, will it make it fun? Now, I know there are certain decisions we need to make out of the practicality of feeding guests, making things happen, getting people from one place to another. But then also, you can always add an element of fun to these activities. It doesn't have to be boring. Add an element of you because you are fun. Gosh, um, Vava, <laughs> this is me laughing again at people's Instagram names. Uh, her name is Vava Apron. She says, hey, Alicia, I'll be saving over $600 on wedding cake. And that's my biggest wedding hack. We are doing a beautiful four-tiered wedding cake adorned with fresh flowers. But every layer of the cake will be fake, except for the top layer, which we will cut into at the reception. Before I carry on. I wanted to say I opened with this hack because Rich and I did exactly this. We had a beautiful three-tiered cake and uh, our lovely cake makers, Cake Inc. And let me just say, Cake underscore Inc. If you are looking for one of the dead sexiest wedding cake slash calligraphy slash bloody gorgeous design Instagram profiles, can I just say that you should follow them? Cake underscore Inc. When we were together <laughs> three years ago, when I got hitched, uh, they weren't as big. I, I feel like I was, that sounds totally going, well, I got them when they weren't as huge. But look, Instagram wasn't around then. And their cakes are so gorgeous and amazing that, uh, you know, it, they became famous. Anyway, I was, we were very lucky because we had the most gorgeous cake. But I remember Simone saying at the time, hey, you don't need three layers of cake. You've only got 50 people there. And we'll just make you two fake layers that we cover with icing. And then the third layer at the bottom, uh, no, the top layer was the, God, exactly what, I'm doing exactly what Vava Apron said. The top layer was the cake. And it was a goddamn amazing cake. And I sort of wish we did have the three layers because I would have eaten them all. However, it made the cake a lot more inexpensive than it would have been if we had actually asked them to produce three layers and also, we had the two tiers of the cake in our garage for the two years after our wedding before we moved to the UK, and it still smelt amazing. It was like every time we'd go into the sort of storage thing in our garage and I'd smell the cake, it would take me back. But we eventually let the cake go, so like, what the hell are we going to do with the polystyrene cake? Uh, Vava Apron says, 
Once we cut into the cake and take photos, the cake will be rolled away to the kitchen and ta-da! Sliced cake on plates. We roll back into the hall. The sliced cake will come from chic cakes purchased at a healthy, trendy grocery chain called Central Market. Pretty simple, uh, pretty similar to Whole Foods. So we're still able to get a really yummy cake with fresh and interesting ingredients, but I'm sure people would save money even by hitting up a local grocery store and choosing basic flavors. Correct. Very proud of this hack. And everyone has mentioned how smart this is. And bonus tip. Oh, I love it. I found a really great website called smartyhadaparty.com. That smarty is in smarty pants, a smarty had a party dot com. And uh, she said that sells plastic dinnerware and flatware that look like the real deal. It's awesome find and very, very affordable. Whoa, did you hear that? <laughs> so I don't usually break into the fourth wall here, but I'm recording this podcast during a very intense storm. And uh, there was just some lightning and a lot of thunder. Thanks, London. Really good for podcasting. And now it's chucking it down, and uh, that's what we're going to have to do. You can hear the gentle sounds of rain and podcasts. I'll try and remove it in post-production. Just saying, if you're worrying, what's that noise? Alicia's sitting outside in a rainstorm. No, it's just where we live. It's lovely. It's ambient, but not great for audio recording. I shall move on. So... Uh, Claire, uh, Claire Inval says bridal show, bridal show, bridal show. Enter every contest you can using a wedding only email account and Google voice number. Oh, I've never even thought of that. So you can easily dispose of them when you're done because people will blow you up. Trust. God, I love her. Because of that, I've saved 20% on flowers. 30% on my day of coordinator, got a deal from my photographer and videographer, $300 off uplighting. My gosh. Um, It takes a lot more work and time, but it is completely worth it. Prepare to sign a lot of papers, sign up sheets, etc. But I suggest pre-printing out labels that have had your basic info, name, groom's name, address, number, email, wedding date, venue, etc. So all you have to do is stick it on and drop it in the raffle jar and poof, off to the next booth. And sign up uh, for every vendor newsletter you can. This is such a fucking great, sorry to swear, I'm so passionate about this. It's such a great suggestion. Um, I saved 20 to 40% on all my save the dates Wedding Paper Divas is where she got that from because uh, it's, it's, this is so good. I can't even speak. Because of newsletter-only deals, I uh, also got deals from our invitations from minted.com. I also learned about a sample sale and ended up saving 60% of my dress. Long story short, if you do the legwork and you put in the time, you can save a shitload. And she's written that in capitals and I couldn't agree more. Like I suggested last episode is signing up for the the top cashback, the Ebates, the cashback websites. Always check for vendor coupon codes. One thing I always check in Google is just writing if I'm going to buy something, you know, for from Gap or J Crew or one of these big sites. I always write Jap Jap. Mm, no, that was J Crew and Gap together it was a small issue. I always write like J Crew plus. 
2016 plus voucher code. It will come up. If there's something, if there's a voucher code to use, it will come up. Another trick that I've heard people use, and I've done it with a number of websites, is that if you are on a website that you get to the checkout and then you put your details in and then you sort of chicken out, you say, I'm not going to buy this today, forget it, and you have allowed them to have your email address, that often they will email you a day later or two days later and say, hey, why didn't you buy the thing in the thing? I see you've still got stuff sitting in your checkout. Would you like a little discount? Maybe you could come back and have a little discount. I'll give you 20% off if you come back. So, you know, it's really simple that if you're patient and you go away and you come back, they might give you a better deal. I know that GoDaddy, this is not a wedding related thing. I suppose you could do it for, for, um, you know, getting a wedding website, but I know GoDaddy, I always, if I'm buying any sort of domain related stuff or website related stuff or email, I always put things in my, um, my little shopping trolley. And then I shut the page down and the next day guaranteed there's a 20% off coupon in my email inbox. I couldn't not share uh, Claire Renova's, I think that's how we're going to say her Instagram uh, message. She also came back later on and left another message. She said, also, treat your vendor team like people instead of slaves with the approach of how can I get the best price? Or this guy's trying to rip me off. I'm not saying don't negotiate. But I know when it crosses the line uh, into an insult. You need to know that. These folks have to eat too. Yes, take some time to be decent and genuinely ask how their day is before barking orders or complaints. Vendors have a very unique role of sales and service, two fields that can be thankless. She's really right. They'll take notice when you, uh, you know, you're genuinely nice and it'll take you far. Show Oh my gosh, the house is literally going to come down. Um, show, show that you have your, their best interests in mind and they'll be far more likely to go an extra mile for you and your special day. And this is a top point to make. And I think it's a top point to make in general life. I have this theory of just kill people with kindness. When you live in a city, I live in a big city, London, full of just lots of angry people. And they're not really angry. I'm really mean about this. I think what they are, and you might think the same thing in the city you live in, people are in a hurry, they're trying to get home, things are hustly and bustly, there are a lot of people crammed into small spaces, it's uncomfortable being a human in a big city for many people. Many people don't have a lot of money, many people don't have good jobs, many people have been out on bad shitty Tinder dates and are disappointed when they think things were going to go better. So my thing is that sometimes... and. I think it might be my Australian optimism a little bit as well. But sometimes when you could be an asshole or when you could growl at someone, that you do a George Costanza and do the complete opposite and see what happens. A few weeks ago, I was just telling one of my colleagues at work, she's also an Aussie, and uh, we caught a train home and we had a little sort of unloading of living in London and people not getting us all the time, which I think is weird because we all speak the same language, but we've got very different ways of dealing with certain situations couple of weeks ago, I was in a big supermarket within a train station, Waterloo train station. You might've heard of it. It's huge. And there is quite a nice supermarket that a lot of people rush in and buy sort of sandwiches or bits and pieces for dinner and then get on their train and rush away. So usually people are in a hurry because they're trying to make the next mode of transport. They're trying to get home. They don't want to be in the train station. Who does? 
So I was waiting in the checkout line, and it's a big, big line, and usually there's a lady or a gent standing there going, go to checkout 12, go to checkout 3, and everyone sort of rushes to the next checkout. There are 17 checkouts in this sort of little small space. There was a gentleman behind me who was quite a posh gentleman. He had some posh clothes. I could hear him speaking quite posh. And he had his basket, and every time the, the, the line would move forward, he would sort of push the basket up against me. Not sexual, aggressive. Not even aggressive. I was just saying, just in a shitty way. He was impatient. And then unfortunately, the line wasn't moving fast enough for him, and he had a little grumble, and every time people would step forward, he'd go, oh, Jesus fucking, oh Christ, oh, for, for God's sake. You know, he'd just mutter this stuff. And I could feel this rage building in me about, just thinking, how dare you? We're all trying to get somewhere. Why are you so important, Posho? And then it got to the stage where there was one lady in front of me and I was standing there and he's like, fucking hurry the fuck up. you know." And it's always the posh people like that who are the least friendly and least manners, this is my theory, least manners driven people in these situations. So I turned around with a big smile on my face and I said, you seem a little, you seem a little upset. Would you like to go ahead of me? You seem a bit disturbed. And he was so taken aback. And I said this not sarcastically. I was like, I would rather this guy get the fuck out of our zone and just get his bad energy away from me and we can all just carry on with our lives. And he was so appalled, like horrified that he'd been caught out. And he's like, oh no, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. Um, sounds like Prince Philip. And I was like, you know what? I could have turned around and gone, you're a fuckstick, mate. You're really rude. But because I turned around and went, hey, can I help you? Can I help you? You clearly have a problem. I want to make your day better. That he was, you know, mortified that he'd been caught being a total asshole. And I went ahead. I didn't let him go ahead. I bought my stuff. And then I talked extra long. And I asked the lady behind the counter, see, this is coming back, how her day was, what she was doing, to just shit this guy off a little bit further. Because I thought, you know what? The lady behind the counter deserves a nice hello and uh, even though it was slightly corruptive of me, I just thought he can stand in that line a little bit longer and stop being a miserable old sod. So to bring it back to the lovely comments, uh, you know, I think the big thing is that you do always should go into a situation where you're like, look, if this person's giving me a service and yes, you're paying for it, it's just good to be nice because when people are treated nicely, they are nice to you. And also, I think there's been many situations I've gotten out of in my life where I've just been nice to someone on a call center call or again in a shop or in some sort of situation where I think they've gone out of their way to help me a little bit more because I haven't been a total maniacal prick, as some people can be. They lose sight of the fact that they're talking to human beings, which really sucks. Emma, 4590. It's a very, uh, it's a very formal Instagram name. But it's good because I can pronounce it. Emma wrote to me and she said uh, in her message, I just have to say, I love listening to Save the Date. Thank you, Emma. I wanted a venue that was different and beautiful on its own. I didn't want a wedding factory. By doing this, you save money on lighting and decorations. I'm getting married in a castle. Lots of decorations will take away from the beauty of it. Good point. Before I go on, I want to say that you need to enter these sort of beautiful venues that you're inspecting with those sort of goggles on to say, what do I need to add to this? What do I need to be putting into making this look better or change the look of it? And like Emma saying, she walked into the castle, 
amazing by the way uh and has found somewhere that she doesn't need to do a lot of work to which is great because ultimately it will save you coin and time she says i was also very organized when going to speak to my vendors i had a printout of about 30 questions i wanted to get all of it up front which might I add is very sensible because a lot of the time you will have an initial conversation with the vendor and then they'll go away and be busy with someone else's wedding. And sometimes, as we all know, it can be really hard to get in touch with them or have that one-on-one time. And the good thing is the one-on-one time at the beginning of the relationship can be a great time to not only decide if you want to do business with them, but also the vendors are probably more keen, and this is generalizing, but when they're trying to get your business, they'll be focused, ready to go and give you all the information. I'm not saying that's a manipulative thing. It's just human nature. We want to get the business. We want to please people. We want to make things happen. She says the questions that she had, for example, were, uh, do you have a corking fee? Great. Or are engagement photos included or is it an extra fee? Questions you might not think of when you're meeting the vendors, but better to have them all the info uh, there and be then necessarily be slapped in the face with a big fee later on. Also, for budgeting purposes, the not.com has a great budget section where you enter how much you want to spend and where you're getting married. It breaks down how much you should spend on each sections of your wedding. It really helps to keep track of the budget and it gives you an idea of how much you should be spending on everything. I've never done this before, so I wasn't sure how much I should be spending on photography or flowers, etc. Really good point you make. So many of us, even and I say this, even if you're getting married for a second time, things change. It's not natural for a lot of us to be planning big events and it can be really hard to get focused and also figure out the allocation of funds because that's where a lot of people get really stuck when it comes to budget is trying to realize how much money you should spend on what area or what more likely I want to say is realistic to what to spend on things. E.g. you might go I'd like to spend $500 on a professional photographer with all the trimmings and you go well realistically to get the photographer I want is more like $2,000 and uh that's just not going to happen. So I think you have to be quite realistic with yourself, but also to get advice from other websites such as The Knot, that can be very helpful. Adrian.cat says, my top wedding hack from listening to you and your hilarious podcast has been be yourself and don't worry so much about what other people's opinions are. It's you and your man or woman's big day. So being a mixed nationality couple, apologies, I'm Catalan Spanish and my man is English and not religious enough to have a church wedding, organizing a civil ceremony in Spain was proving to be a huge paperwork challenge. So our best and biggest shortcut was eloping in New York City while on holidays just over a month ago. Woohoo! That's a great idea. Sorry if I hurt your ears. But hey... I'm still listening to the podcast as we will be celebrating our, quote, proper meaningful ceremony and party with friends and family in Costa Brava before the end of the year. We're getting the best of both worlds and loving it. Thank you, Alicia. You're awesome. Well, thank you, Adriana.cat, because uh, that's a great suggestion in the sense that you have followed your heart. And I'm glad that you have taken that from what I've said. And also, you really, if you spend all your time trying to please others, you're just going to go round and round circles and probably not be that happy in the end. Again, in a similar a similar sort of vein, lovely uh, Tolly Kay says, you need to remind yourself of what you are doing to make yourself happy and what you are doing for others. 
and then remind yourself that it's your day and your future husband or wife's day. There are so many things that you think someone else may think that is important uh, that is truly not. Nobody who shows up to witness what is truly important on the day will notice what is there and what isn't there. And they should have been there, except for the bride and groom. Don't drive yourself nuts. Prioritize to save money, time, and your sanity. That's my saying. Thank you. Get rid of all the details and things and people. Hey, I removed and replaced a bridal party member. Oh, I'd love to know more about that. Which aren't truly important or aren't creating or are creating too much stress. Make planning easier on yourself. Simplify where you can. Remember, the most important thing is that you are happy and you are having a happy day and that you're getting hitched. The whole thing should be as much fun as it can be. And stress ain't fun. Amen. Amen. Really bad southern accent. Apologies, all listeners in the south. I've been watching too much House of Cards, and I, well, I'm obsessed with House of Cards. And sometimes I joke, if you've not watched House of Cards, it's too much to go into. But Kevin Spacey and the gorgeous gorgeous Robin Wright, uh, she, well, they're both amazing, but he's very southern and quite evil and amazing. And sometimes I say to Rich, they're the Underwoods. They're quite powerful. They're polit... Well, I don't want to give too much away. He's a politician. She's his wife. And they have done lots of bad things to get ahead. And sometimes I'm like, oh, we should be a power couple. We should be the Underwoods without the murder. You'll get that if you're a House of Cards fan. If not, we'll move on. The Blue Hex says, uh, I love you, the Blue Hex. She's great. She's, I remember she's purchased a t-shirt, so thank you so much, the Blue Hex. One of my most recent hacks slash shortcuts involves a parking crisis. Now this, I was reading this going, hmm, I don't know where this is going to go. It's very interesting. When we first toured our lovely venue, we knew it was perfect for us, and we signed the deposit right away. However, we didn't take a look at the available parking space. It's a gorgeous old mansion right on the cusp of downtown. So most of the area is surrounded by super duper tall deluxe apartment complexes with quirky architecture and super thin streets. Ooh, sounds really sexy. But I'm guessing, and I know I've read the rest of the email, but it's not what you want for a wedding. One of my good friends went to attend a wedding for another couple there not too long ago, and he said he circled the area for 20 minutes and couldn't find a park to place to park and just left. That's weird. This devastated me because I didn't want my guests to feel that stress and I certainly don't want them to leave. Gosh, no. I've got questions of, you know, what? Oh, so many questions. So I contacted the recommended valet for the location and was completely floored by how expensive it was. Mm, I Yeah, expensive enough that it just couldn't happen on our budget. So with the obvious carpool recommendations aside, I decided to create an Uber account for my local guests. I attached the account to my credit card and they can either use the app or contact my maid of honor slash other designated person to log on to the account and arrange for their pickup and or drop off. Not as classy as someone in their swanky suit greeting you and taking your car away, but hell, it's a lot cheaper. I would like to add as well, the blue hex, that Uber was actually, before I got your email, Uber was on my list of amazing, incredible uh, businesses that I think a lot of people underestimate when it comes to using for your wedding. Not only for your guests in a similar way that you're doing, but also as wedding cars. Because I know in London, and this could be different, Uber's you know, quite different in uh, all states and countries, but I do know that they have a very swanky 
upper class car system where you can get a very nice car to pick you up. Now, one thing is at the moment, and I have contacted Uber and haven't heard back, pick up your game Uber, but I have asked them if it's possible to book in advance because I know you don't want to be waiting for an Uber that doesn't show up or some sort of dodgy Uber, which for me has never really happened. But hey, there are highs and lows in all service industries. But I think if you can get a really nice black car, some sort of chauffeured car, especially if you're arriving at a venue where no one's seeing you show up in a car. You know, that's one of my big, easy-to-remove budget hits when you go, why do I need an old Rolls-Royce when no one's going to see me in it? What's the point of it? Uh, Get an Uber. Make it happen. I promise when I hear back from Uber, and I will send them a little poke, I will poke them, that's something from the past, um, and find out. But my next tip for you, the Blue Hex, is with you signing up for an account, And I know you want to pay for your people, but if you weren't in the situation where you could pay for people, um, you know that if you are signing up for Uber for the first time, I go back to codes and coupon codes and stuff. If you're getting people to carpool in an Uber, you can offer them a great discount code if they haven't yet signed up to Uber. Also, Uber runs some cool days where, you know, they'll say, here, it's it's a Easter Monday. We're going to give you 20% off or whatever. So it's good to look out for that. Promise I will get back in touch with you guys and gals when I get a, an answer from Uber. Because I think if you can book an Uber in advance and know it's going to turn up, it's such a great price. Um, and it might be nice to use as wedding transport. Just an idea. Good on you, the Blue Hex, for using your noggin and also coming up with a way that's going to save you money, but also make sure that all of your guests actually get to the location without having to pay a lot of money or leave like your poor friend has. Boo, boo, boo. Fit underscore Stephanie says that she has a few hacks that she'd like to share, and I welcome that. I really do, Fit underscore Stephanie. Are you fit? I'm guessing you might be. It's completely irrelevant to this conversation, Alicia. Just carry on and read. She says, first... We were able to get Sunday pricing at our venue, even on a holiday weekend, in our case, Labor Day, when those of us in the US are off on Monday. It would have been even less expensive to hold it during the week, but our families are by coastal uh, California and New York City areas. So we were given a good chunk of our guests would need to travel regardless of where we were having the wedding. We decided against it. Fine, but good suggestion. Another thing that is that our venue has a set food and beverage minimum rather than requiring us to purchase a wedding package per guest. They offer an a la carte pricing as well. As long as we meet the minimum, we're good, though we're leaning towards the package for convenience sake. These types of venues exist, just look for them. I love it. Also, we negotiated with our photographer and because they love shooting at our venue, they were willing to work with us on a price and save a few thousand dollars. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yes, fit underscore Stephanie. This is a great suggestion. I do remember in episode 99 and 101, I always remember that for some reason, the lovely um, Laura Babb uh, came on. She's a fantastic British-based photographer who actually shoots in the States as well. She's great. But she said the same thing. One of her biggest suggestions was if you were getting married at a venue that perhaps is a little bit different or out of town, or has is a new venue. Photographers are often really keen to shoot at new venues, so they've got that on their portfolio. And I know that um, my lovely, our lovely, our lovely photographer, Louisa Bailey, if you're in Australia, look her up. She's amazing. She hadn't shot at uh, 
Boyd Baker house where we got married and she was really keen and she said I really wanted I've always wanted to shoot there and she gave us an amazing deal because we had mates rates and she's amazing but she also said it was really good to add those um, photos to her portfolio because she'd never shot at that house before and it's quite a popular hipster venue so it makes makes a bit of a difference if you can negotiate that and have a conversation and you're right Stephanie if you can actually sort of say hey do you think this is an option it can't hurt. All they can say is no, or maybe I'll think about it. Today's final hack. I can't believe I've just gotten through over 30 minutes of your hacks and I've still got so many on the page. I promise I will keep them for another day. Comes from Kaz1986. She says, flowers. We're getting our flowers from a pick your own flower farm near our venue. The farm charges a flat fee for as many flowers as you want for centerpieces and provides a lesson on arranging them. If you want more complicated arrangements such as bouquets, they charge a small fee and create those for you. There are other farms in the area that offered a complete DIY experience for brides who want to save even more money. Although I'm based in the US, I've seen similar places in the UK where my fiancé lives. I think it's a great alternative for brides who still want live flowers without spending a fortune. I think it's also a lovely excuse to spend an afternoon with your bridal party. She also said, and similar to the last episode, she says she's getting her accessories from renttherunway.com happilyeverborrowed.com and adorn.com they all rent veils belts and even diamond jewelry to wear on your big day fan bloody tastic kaz i'm really happy that you shared that and i'd never even thought about doing that as an afternoon activity before your wedding and it's lovely get outside roam around amongst some lovely flowers take some antihistamine make sure that you wear your sunscreen and wear a hat because you don't want to be a burnt bride but that is a really nice way to be able to have a bit of outside time a bit of chillax in the nature time or if you personally don't want to do it send some of your bride slaves (laughs) they're not bride slaves that's probably an old thing send your maid chillers maybe mum-in-law maybe the two mums would like to go and cut flowers maybe you wouldn't i don't know but I think it's a lovely suggestion. And thank you for sharing. Thank you all the people that jumped on board. But I'm really happy that you uh, were so keen to participate. And that just puts a smile on my dial. For more info on anything Bridechiller, visit thebridechiller.com. Use the code word FUCKIT to get 15% off Bridechiller packs and books. And until next week's episode, I bid you all happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day. 